David Watts on Mix 93.8. It's Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you. And uh, it is what's involved as we do each and every Monday at this time. Proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. You can check it out, cradlehotel.co.za. I mentioned last week we're going to be having a chat to the CEO of the Cradle Nature Reserve and Boutique Hotel. And uh, we have him in studio with us this evening, Quibus Buerta. Good evening. Good evening to you. <laughs> good to have you here with us. This hotel thing must obviously be good for you because you've just braved the traffic and you've gotten here and you're still looking laid back. Absolutely. But, I mean, if you sit on the nature reserve there, you can only be relaxed. We're going to talk about that in a bit because I was fortunate enough to be there um, not this past weekend, the weekend before, and it mm. is absolutely Sublime, and I'm not saying that just because you're sitting across from me, mm. um, because we'll get into that, and uh, and I think you listening as well know me well enough uh, that if I didn't like something, I would say it as well, often to my detriment. But we do that. Um, but let's start off with you, Kubis. Um You know, you are now the CEO of, of the, the 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 Cradle Nature Reserve and the Boutique Hotel. But you, let's take take us way back. Where did Kubis come from, and how did he end up? where he is today as the CEO. Mm. Well, my story starts uh, in Durban. I was raised there. I went to school there. I studied, I studied uh, commercial photography. And uh, the big story was to go into the film business. So when I finished my three-year course in Durban and studying photography, I um, packed my bag and came to Joburg. And um, then launched myself in as an assistant cameraman and a cameraman and... I worked for many years in the camera in the film business, worked on features, documentaries, and um, eventually became um, a lighting cameraman. And uh, I then decided to take myself off to LA to go and do some studying in LA and study lighting, cinematography, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. Came back to South Africa and decided that I was going to become a producer now. So <laughs> I, I opened a production company and started making TV ads. And so that was my first uh, life cycle career, if you like. Um, had a wonderful time in the film business. Met some amazing people, traveled all over the world and thoroughly enjoyed it. And then my first son was born and I decided, uh uh this Joburg thing is not good, I have to get out of here and what am I going to do? So um, I then decided to that the hotel business is exactly where I need to go. <laughs> and let's just, let's just talk about that briefly because the hotel business, you had no hotel experience. I mean, yeah. you were in film, uh, you ran yeah. your own production company, you could mm. shoot commercials, you traveled all over the place mm. and you decided hotels. hotels what yeah. possessed you? So I've always had a passion for cooking and entertaining and I thought maybe first a restaurant, but I became friends with some restauranteurs here in Joburg and it soon dawned on me that that was replacing one bad vibe for another one, <laughs> <laughs> working 24-7. So I, started, I did some research and then I thought, well, country hotel, this sounds up. I, I had no experience whatsoever. Started doing some research, but you know, they say there's a time in your life when you're young enough, naive enough, and brave enough to do something wild. So I decided that it was good to do a total career flip and start off in a new career with my family, and we set off for the Lowfeld. Uh-huh. Uh, we bought a beautiful farm called Serra Azul, and we built Blue Mountain Lodge there. It's my first hotel. 
And yeah, as I said, the rest is history. And that's actually, believe it or not, because we didn't realize this um, when yeah. we were talking about this whole thing until we were sitting together having a chat. That's where I first met you, that's which was more years ago than I'd care to actually remember. But I mean, what is it? Yeah. It must have been 15 odd years, yeah. easy, if not more. More than that, yeah. Um, and, and I first got to meet Kerbis uh, and, and his wife at the time at Blue Mountain Lodge when it had just, just, it was, mm. and I'm pretty sure I was with Mpumalanga Tourism then, Correct, and yeah. it was just at the opening, and I, we mm. still had a laugh when I was yeah. talking about putting yogurt on the, mm. the fountain in the courtyard, but Correct, yeah. spectacular, spectacular hotel, yeah. um, and at the time, I would never have guessed that this was your first foray into, yeah. into the hotel business, um, you had no idea what you were getting yourself mm. into, Totally, but... Uh, <laughs> Very, very successful mm. hotel, lovely hotel. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned something and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head the other day when we were chatting. Is Because to me, that hotel looked like somebody had taken one of these film sets and they mm. built a set of what the yeah. idea ideal hotel should look like. Yeah. And you said that was actually what you did. It was like building a set for real. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it took us about two years to find the right location because I wanted something that had forestry. I wanted something with water and um, a break over Neskarpen to look out east. And we literally looked at most probably about 25 farms until we found this particular farm. And I thought, this is it. You know, we have to come and build our movie set here. Yeah. And because both my wife at the time and myself came from the movie business, that was our reference. We traveled a lot and we thought we had a good idea of what our fantasy hotel would be like. And, uh, and I think we, we got it right. We, it was a great success. Uh, yeah. It was a stunning property. Look, you gloss over this. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just the hotel you took on. You took on the farming side of it as well. So there were, what, lychees yeah. and mangoes that you Avocados, were farming? Avocados, uh, oh, lychees and coffee, yeah. Coffee, yeah. that's right. Okay. So we made our own coffee. And Serra Azul is the Portuguese for Blue Mountain. So when we named the hotel, I decided to use the English translation and call it Blue Mountain Lodge. And we marketed our own coffee after the most famous... Uh, coffee, Blue Mountain coffee mm -hmm. uh, as well. Uh, in any case, it was, you know, I knew absolutely nothing about farming, but I got in good advertising style, I got a consultant in who helped me. And, and um, yeah, it, it was all went pear-shaped right early about the farming. Yeah. But then we got, <laughs> we got through the first ditch and we put ourselves together and we've, I think, you know, we were expecting to walk into this well-functioning farm, but it was actually in a terrible state, unbeknownst to me. But we turned it around within two, three years, and we took the production from 5,000 cartons to 55,000 cartons within three years. And so that was just the dogged, you know, determination. You're in it, you better get it right. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say to you, because, I mean, a lot of people that listen to the show are... Uh, in management positions mm. or they own their own businesses and, yeah. and that's something that has been I find very inspiring about what you've done is you just I mean I have had experience in my also previous life yeah. with, with hotels and lodges etc etc it's not easy I mean I, that's why I smiled just now when you went being a restaurateur is not for you. Well, I tell you, you work even more than them. But yeah. what is the secret? Did you just, I mean, did you just not give up? Was that just never an option? Yeah, given, never giving up is, was never an option. It was just, this is the journey that I picked. This is my second career. And it had to be a success. And I think the one thing that I learned in advertising was how to work with purpose and that there had to be an outcome to that purpose. 
And I think I just applied that. I thought I was going to go and have a luxurious life in the country, read my books and stroll around the farm. You know, little did I know. <laughs> this was actually a long feature movie that never stopped. Yeah. It was like 24-7-365. And it just, I, I slipped into the one like it was the same as the other one because it was all about service. It was creating perceptions for people and creating experiences for people. And I think the work ethic that I learned in the advertising business just stood me in, in good stead for the rest of my life, actually. And then there came a time after a while you said, okay, Blue Mountain is done now. So you sold up there back to Joburg. Yeah, back to Joburg. But, but you've, you sort of made a bit of a name for yourself in, in the tourism industry because you consulted for Mpumalanga Tourism. Yeah. I know about this. Yeah. Just briefly, what else, yeah. who else have you worked with? So uh, in my journey, you know, it was like, yeah, okay, I think I've got this under control. Now what next? So I consulted to Mpumalanga Tourism for a while. I um, started consulting to other hoteliers. I uh, got a fantastic opportunity to do to work with the IDC on a beautiful game lodge, Makalali, up near Hootspreet. Oh, it's stunning and place. Which was one of Sylvia Rex's first designed hotels. It was absolutely beautiful on the Makutsi River. And I had three glorious years there. It was fantastic. I mean, I did that while I was running Blue Mountain. I then also got a call from Chris Viso and Landsrack at the time and asked me to come down and help him to do a turnaround and use building and extending the winery and everything. So I spent two years flying from Nelspreet to, to Stellenbosch, three days a week, two days back at Blue Mountain, two days at Makalali. So that's what I did for two years. And um, yeah, fortunately I had a wife who kept the fort going and the kids, I had three stunning young boys at, at that stage already mm -hmm. so um it was busy 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 then i got uh, nominated to join the, the the tourism business council of south africa board and that's a national body that represents all the hotel uh, hospitality business and i i came on there on the on the hat that i was representing small business <laughs> and uh, and uh, us poor small business in, individuals don't have a voice so i was very happy to to bring my voice to that forum and then from there, I was requested to work with um, two other gentlemen um, to the Tourist Business Council, started then to put money into marketing. And we'd, we spent about a good three years in uh, going and researching international marketing for South Africa as a new destination. So we designed a new strategy for South Africa. And I was lucky to be involved in that whole process. That was that whole time with Brand South Africa Correct, and, yeah. and the whole lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the Business Trust was involved. So we came up with, um, with ways to fund the, the marketing organizations with the tourism levy. Um, and, yeah, we went to Australia and talked to them to find out what they were doing. And they were very gracious with sharing information with us. And it was a wonderful, it was an awesome time, you know, to get South Africa back on the map and uh, get cracking. So that, yeah, that was part of it. And then carried on, moved back here, still did the consulting thing. Yeah. And then coming, bringing us up to date. Yeah. Um, the Cradle Hotel, which we're going to talk a little bit about that because, as I said, I've been there. The hotel and everything is stunning. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But what you guys are doing and the concept behind this hotel, for me, it's absolutely... 
absolutely mm. fantastic. And I think it's the way forward. And, and I'll give you a hint, okay? When we come back, um, it, it, it revolves around something that I think it's becoming a buzzword overseas now. Um, but it's uh, the, the, the concept of conscious capitalism. So we'll be having a bit of a, a chat uh, when we come back. My special guest in studio today, Quibus Buerta, CEO of the Cradle Nature Reserve and Boutique Hotel. Uh, we'll be chatting more to him, finding out exactly what is so special about that hotel in just a bit. David Watts on Mix 93.8. It's Mix 93.8, legendary radio. What's involved? Proudly brought to you by the Cradle Hotel. You can check it out at cradlehotel.co.za. My special guest in studio with me, the CEO, is Kurbis uh, Boerter. So we're back with you, Kurbis, and I said just before the break, we're going to chat about the, this whole concept, which I call, and, and you, you agree to, with me that yeah. it's, it is something like that that you're doing, called conscious capitalism. So let's talk about you're in the cradle of, of what do they call it? The cradle, the of, cradle of humankind. humankind. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. on a... If memory serves, a nine thousand is it? 9, well, the total. Uh, the our hotel is situated on a nature reserve, thousand six hundred eighty hectares. Yes. And then uh, Timothy Nash, the guy who bought this property, his brothers and the rest of the family have the neighbouring farms, and that's another seven thousand hectares. So we traverse onto their property as well. So, so we have 9, access 000. to about nine thousand hectares. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it is it is absolutely spectacular. There, we're going to get into that as well. Mm. But you came into this project, and you 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 didn't do it the sort of typical way that that people would do it. I mean, let's talk, like for example. Um, about the staff, um, yeah. because you didn't get experienced hoteliers in there. Yeah, no. Look, I think I might maybe take one step back just to say that uh, I met up with Timothy Nash, um, who's the owner, and he, it was his idea mm-hmm. to have this conscious capitalism project. It was his, his concept. And when I heard it, I thought, wow. It's not every day that we, you know, we talk about conscious capital a lot. Not every day you get actually the opportunity to have the finance to do something like that or the will to do it. And he presented me with this wonderful opportunity to help him build a hotel and build his vision of getting a commercial business going, but totally dedicated to the proceeds for community upliftment. And and we've actually implemented that. So, you know... We started in August this year, we'll be three years old. So we started our first paying customer came through August 2016. And from the outset, we said, okay, we're going to employ people from the local community and we're going to train them up to empower them and to conscientize them about what it is, what are we doing, why do we have people coming here. And, I mean, that has been a wonderful journey. So I think the one thing that you will find absolutely if you come to the hotel is that you'll find right from the golf cart driver right to the chef, yes. they're all very cool, happy people. They they have a good sense of humor, but they you can see that they're in a good space. They're happy people. And, I mean, you, you, you guys have literally gone out of your way. And we, we talked, my, my, the, the, the guy who was driving the golf cart when I was there was in Corsi. Correct, yeah. And, I mean, what a welcome. From the time we arrived there, you know, they, they were and they are all genuinely happy. Yeah. And I'm always sneaky like that. I always like to have little chats with people and find out. And they genuinely are. Yeah. They love what they're doing and they've all bought into this vision. 
um, yeah. that 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 comes obviously from the top, but they've mm. bought into it and they're proud of it. That is yeah. that is the coolest thing. But now you're not just involved there. So, so tell us a little bit about yeah. uh, what else you've done now. So part of this vision is that uh, Timothy established ADET, African Digital Education Trust, and we have a campus in Westbury, um, which is a very marginalised community on the southern side of Joburg, just next to Auckland Park there, and UJ, and we've got a campus there that we have 400 children, primary school kids who come after school, we give them a lunch and we do online, on computers, English, maths and robotics classes. So... Five days a week, that's what we do. Uh, and then on Saturdays, we have a high school program to do maths only uh, for kids uh, from grade 9 to 10. This year, we're gonna, the 10s are going to move up to 11. So this year, we'll have 9, 10, and 11 going up there. And so all the proceeds from the hotel um, that goes into nature conservation and uh, the education and training and then in Westbury the school is financed through whatever what we do at the hotel and I mean the African Digital Education Trust uh, we've got a, a, a branch called Msuka and Lindsay Hunter who was one of Lee Berger's cave uh, divers you know explorers yeah. she's a wonderful woman and she runs an ambassadors program so Work uh, guys from like who work in our waiters who work in our hotel, but from all the surrounding hotels, do her three-day program at Marupeng, and she t she talks them through, and she's got other people who help her to talk about, you know, the past. Where does how does paleoanthropology fit into the story? You know, it's an alien concept. A lot of people don't grasp it. How does nature conservation work into this thing? And so she does a program called Ambassadors Program, and all our staff have been on it. And most of the hotels in the area have sent their staff there as well. So, again, we subsidize those programs. We, we've got a grant from National Geographic as well, and they've bought into what we're doing in the cradle. And, yeah, this is our mis mission is to empower not only ourselves but people around us and to, you know, make them all hopefully, uh, you know, enjoy the fruits of what we're doing there. But I th And I think this is, because I was so impressed to hear this, because this is, it's conscious capitalism. Mm. You're going, not just the fat cats that, that own the place or sit on a board or et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Everybody is going to benefit that is involved with that hotel and the surroundings. Yeah. So whatever you, you, you're doing when you, when you go to the hotel, any of the activities, your, your meals or whatever, because you've got the restaurant there as well. Right. It's a hotel, but yeah, yeah. The, the restaurant is open. Mm. And, and we'll talk about that as well because I, I was blown away. I mean, you know, when you see four-star boutique hotel, you think, oh, this menu is going to mm. hurt. It doesn't. I mean, yeah. it's very, very reasonably priced. And to know mm. that all of those proceeds – you're actually going to uplift people. It makes yeah. you feel so much better. I mean, it's a beautiful environment. Yeah. But just knowing that your money that you've spent is, is being used for something like that. But now, you've got extra projects that you're busy with. So we've spoken about the Westbury and, and your, your ambassador program, I think, is brilliant. Mm -hmm. I want to come on one of those things because I want to learn. I was absolutely fascinated about yeah. this paleoanthropology and everything. Um, you do offer tours as well with uh, Professor Lee Berger, which yeah. I would still love to attend one of those because just a little bit. We went on a, on a, on a game drive um, yeah. with one of your guys there. Mm -hmm. Also very knowledgeable. Um, his Grant, name is Grant. Grant, yes, yeah. um, brilliant. Guy, yeah. And uh, he just gave us a sort of a taste of, of mm. what's all there and how they discovered it and where they're digging and everything. And that extended to, I think, is an absolute must. Yeah. 
It's a bucket list thing. I I, did, I knew nothing about paleoanthropology four years ago. Yeah. I, I didn't even know where the cradle of humankind was, to be honest. Mm. I wasn't sure it was at Kruger Park or was it Hart Piersburg Dam or Pelendaba or whatever. And, you know, so I've learned a lot in the last four years. Um, I can't say I'm an expert, but I've got lots more knowledge about the paleoanthropology. And going with Professor Lieberger is an absolute amazing experience. But we have other guides who have specialist knowledge as well, like Lindsay Hunter or Howard Geach, who take you on. And the knowledge that they impart with you on the geology, the the, the land, the history, the, the, the fossils, the discoveries, mm. um, is is just absolutely amazing. It's like a wonderful story that you go on, you know. But it is, and and even with with Grant, because and it's this is a nature reserve, Correct, yeah. not, not a, a game, game reserve. Yeah. So you're not going to get the big five there. No. Um, there are some very very elusive leopard that has been seen around there. Um, apparently, the brown hyena has been seen there yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, antelope species, those kind yeah. of things, civets, genets, servals, you know, that's all, that's all there. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful environment. And, and just to, to have those pictures painted, when you're yeah. sitting up on top of one of those little mountains there, um, looking at the Michalisberg Range, mm. and to have those pictures painted by knowledgeable people, yeah. it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I ended up saying to Grant, don't worry about finding animals. Talk to me more yeah. about the geology and trees and rocks and all those things. Yeah. So it was a it was a great time. Um, when we come back, though, we discussed something uh, um, uh, during the course of that weekend. We discussed another project that uh, you're going to be busy with. So, uh, if with your permission, when we come back, I'd like to have a chat about that one as well. Absolutely. Cubs looking at me not not to show which project I'm going to pick on. I'm going to pick on one of them. I tell yeah. you that. It is what's involved on this Monday evening. It's proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. You can check it out, cradlehotel.co.za. My special guest in studio, CEO, Quivis Buerta. David Watts on Mix 93.8. It's Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you on this Monday night, proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. And uh, we have CEO of the uh, Cradle Nature Reserve and the Boutique Hotel, Kurbis Buerta, in studio with me. Now, we're talking about the, the farm because the farm itself, uh, the, the section that, that you guys are on, mm. um, as you said, it's, it's long. I mean, once you get up on, on top of one of those mountains around there, um, you can literally, literally from the place we were, you can yeah. see the dome, you can see see Saint and Joburg. Yeah. Um, Grant, our, our guide, was saying that sometimes you can actually see right the way through to Kempton. Yes, you do. And Pretoria. And uh-huh. uh, we've got some vantage points as well where you can see the dam. Yeah. So, hot piss per dam. So, you feel like you're on top of the world there. I mean, you literally yeah. feel that you've just transported somewhere else. And yeah. you're 40 minutes away from, from Santon or from where we're sitting now. So it is. It's unbelievable. It's like you've literally (laughs) walked into another world. Um, Now, now we're talking about the fact of of conscious capitalism and what you guys are doing there. Mm. And um, I think this is, and again, this is one little voice Mm. on one little radio show, but the concept of conscious capitalism is picking up hugely worldwide. Um, And it is such a brilliant concept because Mm. it works on all fronts. Um, and it just it makes so much sense. So you've got another project that you're now going to be starting as well on the farm. And mm. I was f- fortunate enough to have a drive with you and see where you were going to do yeah. this. Tell us a little bit about that. So again, uh, in line with our philosophy of creating business opportunities for our community, the Nash family has decided to um, 
to seek other opportunities and uh, yeah we've we've come up with this farming uh, model where we're going to put farmed uh, vegetable and herb tunneling on the farm in an area that's not nature conservation where the animals won't use so it's a marginalized uh, location as well from that point of view so I we're in the final throes of, of putting the business plan together and we've got some really fine guys working with us on, on putting this plan together but the idea is that by the end of this year we will have a farming enterprise on the Nash property and we will have at least 10 tunnels with 10 companies and the people who will be running and managing those those tunnels individually will be people that we will go and find out of the local informal settlements. So that is our idea is to bring people with no education and are maybe from a lost generation to help them and to set them up, but in a mentored environment. So it's not that you're setting somebody up for failure. You, you're going to mentor this program and you're going to make sure that, that you're giving proper opportunities for people. So we could... In this project, start in the start first phase, we could create jobs for 62 people again, and I think if we could do that, uh, it would be fantastic because um, you're bringing people into understanding what the value is for them and what they can do with their endeavours. Hmm. So um, it's a there's a good team together, and there's a lot of study that's gone into this. Business plans have been modelled and remodelled. And um, we don't want to set people up for failure. We want to make sure that this will be a successful thing because I think for all the tunnels I've seen in South Africa failed projects, uh, you know, you just don't want to go there again. But this is this is why the concept of this conscious capitalism is, is so appealing to me mm. because it's not like, and, and yes, you've been around projects, I've been around projects, particularly yeah. in the low-fail part of the world, they, the, the government chucks money at a project. Uh, we had the lime farms, for example, right, yeah. where they were doing the lime. They were going to grow limes and mm. all sorts. Of, they throw a ton of money at it, mm. build it. It's beautiful. They say, there you go, and they walk away. And then yeah. the people that they've now presented this to sit there going, mm. okay, now what? Yeah. Because they don't have any knowledge. Now, your tunnels are going to be they, – they're going to be tunnels, but it's going to be aquaponics. Yeah, aquaponics is a fascinating thing because it deals with – um, being economical with water, so you know water is a scarce commodity in our country, and then um, you put fish in these tanks. Every tunnel has two tanks, and they are um, stocked with fish, maybe tilapia, and the uh, excrement of the fish in the water goes to feed, creates the nutrients for the plants. So the the herbs and the <laughs> the vegetables in the tunnels are actually suspended in water and in pebble beds. And then this water with the fish excrement goes, the nutrients or the nitrates of the fish yeah. goes through the water and it, and it feeds the, the vegetables. It has a, an accelerated growth and it is a nice clean process. You know? So the, obviously the, the byproduct is that you'll end up every six months with some fish to sell. And so you know, maybe there's some other opportunities for people in the community to sell fish or, you know, have, uh, I have a vision of containers and fish and chip shops. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, so I think the, the big thing is too that there is big informal settlements around our area. There's a massive unemployment thing, and maybe 62 isn't a lot of people, but it's if, every, if all of our business people take some effort to take one step and do one project to empower people and create jobs in the area, I think we can go a long way, you know, to create a better environment that we mm. were living well i mean that's that's the, you said 62 odd people there mm. 
Oh, excuse me. Um, 62 people there, but the farm itself has already got uh, 65 people that it employs. Correct, yeah. And me being nosy, the way I am nosy, when we were driving around, asked to see where everybody lives in that. I mean, you've got a creche there that you've built for the guys. Yeah. Um, you've got all the training courses. There's, there's accommodation there. And, you know, very often when you go back of house at any sort yeah. of uh, hotel type place or, or anybody that deals with entertainment, back of house is normally scary. Yeah. Um, your place is brilliant. There's obviously been a lot of thought gone into it. And this makes for the happy staff members because yeah. I literally talked to every last one of them, from the security guards to the guys who drive the golf carts to the people who service the room. And all of them have this sense of pride about mm. where they are, about the land and, and mm. what they're doing in nature. And, and because of this training, they all have a little bit of knowledge. So it all yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you have to empower people who... You can't treat them like stones. I mean, they're human beings. They work there. They are ambassadors. If we get it right, they'll be out there promoting our business to our clients every single day. So they're super important to us. And we have a wonderful retention, and we don't have staff leave. So um, I'm very proud of the staff that we have there. I think we've, we're on the direction. I mean, it's early days. As I said, our mm. third anniversary in August. Yeah. Um, but I think first baby steps are great. I think the indications look good to me. Okay, and I've been obviously with you having been involved in the hotel business for so yeah. many years. Yeah. We're allowed to say many years now because <laughs> yeah, it careful. is many years. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is. It's the right direction. And, and mm. I've seen so many people at, at various hospitality mm. establishments and mm. they, they're kind of, it's a job. And, yeah. and job in the sense of it stands for just over broke. Yeah. Um, the guys there, every last one of them, Oh, brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. our, our way to the one-day gentleman by the name of Cyprian. Okay. Great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. We laughed. We joked. We, mm-hmm. You know, we just had a fantastic yeah. time, and nothing was too much effort. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, we're going to talk a little bit about the hotel itself. So uh, I want to I talk about the hotel itself now, and then uh, when we come back, uh, then I want to wrap up with uh, – just where people can get hold of you and also talk a bit about the conferencing because you've got some fantastic conferencing there. In the meantime, if uh, you've got any comments, any suggestions, you can SMS us 41348. That is the SMS line. SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. Otherwise, WhatsApp us 0848220938. That's 0848220938. And I believe we've got uh, some listeners uh, streaming us from the Isle of Man this evening. So uh, if you are listening on the Isle of Man, a very good evening. Is it good evening for them yet? Yeah, quarter to seven. So it should be good evening for them as well. Uh, Nice to have you guys tuned in. Uh, If you're listening from anywhere else, it's always good to have you. We'd love to hear from you. So going on to the hotel itself, um, we mentioned, well, it was mentioned in the one advert, that you won uh, an award in 2018 for the best, was it the best eco hotel? Eco green hotel in Africa, yeah. Okay, now so, speak to me about mm. w- what is an eco green hotel yeah. and why is yours that? Yeah. So I think, again, in this conscious uh, environmental count, conscious capitalism, is that we have to be responsible citizens in business. So from the outset, we ha- have endeavored to, to run a, a, a hotel on as a green uh, <laughs> basis as possible, you know, because it's not always uh, it's not always easy to do that. But uh, the structures that we built, the rooms, are all on um, wooden structures. They're on stilts. Uh, they, we've not scarred the, the land or the, the ground. 
Um, they are beautiful thatched and wooden structures, and they, I think, very tastefully and beautifully modern interior design. They have the mod cons inside that you'd expect in a four and a five star hotel. Um, and then, yes, I think the the processing of our food, we use bokashi powder to break down all our kitchen uh, refuse and uh, to break it down and turn that into manure. We we pump our water effluent off right across the, uh, the hill because we're in a dolomite area and you don't want uh, water, grey water, to go into the subterranean water um, basin. So we pump it across the hill into French drains and there from there it's, it's uh, pumped out from there. So we've no plastic, no uh, reusable, um, we use bamboo um, containers, we use paper straws. You know, and all the the we we think that we should set an example, mm-hmm. and we explain to our staff as well why we do it. So, to the best of our ability, we try and live uh, the, and do the right thing every day. And I mean, the the, the restaurant side itself. Um, when when you have a look at the quality of food that comes out of that kitchen, somebody's put a lot of thought into that, yeah. and and you can see that the wait staff, the chef, all take pride in 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 what yeah. they're doing. Um, the, the, what impressed me the most is the swimming pool there. We mm. got to talk about that swimming pool because that is that is mind blowing. Yeah. I want one of those at my house now. Yeah. So I mean, again, that's a wetland pool, so we don't use any chemicals at all. And I think as for us, it's one of the features that it's at the entrance to the pathways to the rooms, and that's where our statement is. We 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 share that with our guests and say this is. Again, it's another way to tell them that we are aware, we're conscious citizens, and we don't use chemicals in our pool. We have a beautiful wetland pool and a beach behind it where people can enjoy a wonderful afternoon in the summer. And, yeah, so the the pool works. It's terraced, so you have the swimming pool, and then you have terraces where there's beautiful water plants and pebbles, and the water then reticulates through three ponds we eventually is pumped back into the swimming pool and you swim in crystal clean mountain water because that's yeah. where our water comes from. It and, comes it, from and it literally is. It's <laughs> yeah. literally crystal, crystal clear. Yeah. Um, so, and it's lovely. And also one of the, the other things there is um, the, the service levels there because mm-hmm. nothing seems to be too much mm-hmm. trouble. When we were there, um, you know, I was asking about dinner and they were like, well, dinner's served from this time until this time. However, mm-hmm. if you'd like to eat in your room, Please let us know so we can bring you the menus, you can yeah. place the order, we'll deliver it. Um, the, somebody else said to me, well, if you need a picnic basket packed or whatever, we can do that for you, no problem. Yeah. Go and sit on the top of the mountain, have a picnic, go and sit down by the river. Is this part of the ethos there? I think it's part of our ethos to, to, to create a total escape for our guests. I mean, I started with that at Blue Mountain where we said we won't have any breakfast hours. If you want to have breakfast at two in the afternoon, you can. Yeah. And what it does, it, it takes away the anxiety of a guest of having to get into the restaurant by 9.30. Oh my God, am I going to make it? Yeah. Um, and there's this stress and anxiety. And the point is what we want to do is we want to totally de-stress our clients and say, just relax. There's no timing, whatever. You come in here, we've got a restaurant will serve food for you in your room or in the restaurant uh, or in a picnic, as you say, wherever you want. If you want to have a table set up in the mountain, we'll do that as well. We've got 17 rooms. It's not a huge hotel. So we can do that. And I think that's the attitude that we're trying to instill with the staff. We have a can-do attitude. We need to do whatever we can to make a guest experience 
as best as we can within the limited ability that we yeah. have to do. You know? And I think that's the thing. It's the best <coughs> experiment. Uh, the best <laughs> running in a pair of lips for a horse. <laughs> the best example of that is mm-hmm. the fact that you've got that can-do attitude. Yeah. Nothing is a problem. I love that. Sorry, I just got distracted because here's a brilliant message. Uh, the rooms and swimming pool are absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the, the, the question is, maybe this is somebody that's looking for a plug or they just need some help mm-hmm. here. Uh, the rooms and swimming pool are absolutely amazing. Who was the building contractor? Uh, regards, Jay. I don't know who Jay is, but the building contractor <laughs> was so Jay's, uh, Wayne. Jay's not the building contractor. No. Okay. <laughs> so it's a safe plug for Wayne Anderson. Um, he's been doing all the building for us on the property since get-go. Mm-hmm. And he's just finished our beautiful pavilion, our new function venue. Oh, I've got to uh, talk about that when we come back. And uh, that we finished in November, and we had our big first car launch there in November. And it's a really awesome site in the middle of the bush. So, um, yeah, thank you to Jay. <laughs> Wayne, what's his name again? Wayne Anderson. Wayne Anderson. I'm sure mm. Kubis will be happy to help you. He did the pool as well? He constructed the pool. The pool was designed by a gentleman called Anthony Fulbrick, who is uh, a hippie with long hair onto his bum. But he's the most coolest guy ever. And, you know, people uh, cry about wetland developments, but he did it first time. It was stunning. I think it was certainly one of my pleasures to see something like that uh, come to fruition. Oh, no, that's absolutely beautiful. When we come back, uh, we're going to finish up with the conference venue. Uh, it is What's Involved, proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. My guest in studio, the CEO, Quibus Buerta. David Watts on Mix 93.8. It is Mix 93.8 Legendary Radio. What's Involved on a Monday evening. Time has flown once again, like it always does. Uh, my guest in studio, CEO of the Cradle Nature Reserve and Boutique Hotel, so we went through, because as I said earlier, and I'm nosy and I want to mm-hmm. see everything, uh, to what you call the pavilion now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all about conferencing in the area. Right. I was blown away, again, because you've taken something that was existing there and you've improved on it. I mean, it is a spectacular venue. Tell us a little bit about conferencing and what, yeah. what can happen there, because I know there's people that are in corporate right now driving home, almost at home, and, and everybody's looking for unique, different, exciting yeah. con- uh, conference concepts. So tell us a bit about the pavilion. Yeah. So the conferencing is an important uh, part of our business. We get wonderful weekend business from leisure, guest traveling, getting away for the weekend. But conferencing is, is a big um, aspect of our business. I think the big thing for us there is that you're 40 minutes away and you feel like you're sitting in the middle of the Kruger Park. You know, you couldn't... <laughs> You know, it, you really feel transported. All the buildings and structures have big glass doors that open up. You know, you sit there, you feel you're sitting in nature. We have the Stone Room. It's a 150-seater conference venue next to the hotel. And so that's quite convenient for day conferencing. But we, in November, launched the new pavilion, which is about, it's on the property, but it's about a kilometer away from the hotel. And it is really a stunning property that also with big sloping roof and opening glass doors, um, it's very sophisticated, it's very smart, it's very beautiful, um, and it's got a um, conferencing venue, a chapel, um, it's got this beautiful mixed zone, eating, seating, a bar, and then we've got this massive swimming pool entertainment area. And I think, you know, um, you know we can easily take up to, you know, f- three, 400 people into that venue and on the various uh, areas in the venue. And I think it'll be a stunning place. People cannot believe 
that you've we've got such an awesome uh, venue. It feels very comfortable. It feels right there. You know, you've got black walls. You feel like you're sitting in a modern cave, actually, funny enough. Yeah. I've had people who have that comment as well. And, uh, and the nice stuff is, again, on the, on, the, on the eco side, the green side, the bar has been yeah. made up of reclaimed timber, timber of trees Correct. that you've had to move. Yeah. Um, the pool is magnificent. I mean, yeah. when we had a look at it, I was like, okay, that's a very nice <laughs> pool. Um, the types of things that you can do there, though, you mentioned uh, vehicle launches. Yeah, we've had vehicle launches. We've had a small music promotion, um, perfect for weddings. Uh, we've had uh, two weddings actually since November in there already. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapel, is what we call a long room that we use as a conference venue or a chapel. Um, but it's got this beautiful little lake that you walk over when you're approaching the the venue. Um, it's all lit up in the in the evenings. Uh, in the daytime, it's um, just you feel like you you don't know where you are. You're transported into a totally different world. It's quiet. Mm. You don't. You just hear you know birds chirping around there. And and from the windows, the view specifically in the pavilion. The, yeah. From the windows, you're literally looking out across mm. nature. It's absolutely yes. spectacular. Yeah. And all the mod cons. Uh, let's not mm. forget that at all. The mod yeah. cons. You've got Wi-Fi at yeah. that that venue yeah. uh, at the hotel. All Wi-Fi over. all yeah. over the place. Yeah. It's it's one of the prerequisites. Mm. You also, I didn't get a chance to play with it because I was just too busy with everything else. Um, little phone in, yeah. in the room. It, it the handy phone is quite a, a lovely toy. Yeah. Um, it's a VoIP phone and you as a, as a guest can use it. You can make any international calls free of charge. You can get information from the hotel about your room. If you're staying over for a period of time, you can take it into town and it'll show you activities or places of interest in Joburg. So it is just a wonderful toy to to have, you know. But it's such a nice sort of perk there because it's got everything on it. It's like complimentary. There it is in your Mm. room. So it's wonderful. I know you guys run at quite a high occupancy rate. Mm. At the moment, obviously, yeah. in the hotel business, we could always do better. Yeah. But people do need to book in advance. Um, for, for lunches and things like that, yeah, you can rock up, yeah. but booking preferable? Well, it helps us. It's a 200-seater restaurant, and what we find is that people seldom book these days. So they just arrive there yeah. with 25 mates to come and have a birthday party. Mm. So it's not impossible to deal with it but it's always nice if you get a, a heads up and say you can find us on uh, dine plan you can find us on the website and it's just always nice if you know you can anticipate you can be ready for them the service can be much more slicker yeah um so yes so we've got a 200 seater restaurant there that is open 24 7 so you well you know, guests are welcome to come breakfast lunch and dinner you know, mm. So it is a bit of a drive out there, but the it's weekend, well worth it. Yeah, well the, worth it. I think it's a wonderful spot. On uh, on the weekends, we have uh, Explorers Club for kids, so they go with Grant on a little walk down to the Glade. They get a lunchbox and they go and find butterflies and insects and whatever. You know, so he talks to them about insects and, and little creatures. And uh, the adults have a time to have a, a, a chat on their own. And there's gin. <laughs> there's a lots of different kinds of gin. On so tap in the bottle. <laughs> it's wonderful. You can just while away a Sunday or a Saturday there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, mm. You can watch the resident uh, baboon troop come wandering through and uh, mm. 
What's it, the big guy's name is Desmond, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he's quite cheeky. <laughs> he is a brat. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, so sometimes we're very lucky. We get the giraffe coming up to the restaurant as well, and they come and see what's going on. Yeah. But as I say, it's not a game lodge, but it's it's also not tame. We don't have tame animals there. No. They, they, they move in their own space and their own time, and we, we consider ourselves privileged when we do see them. So that's how we how we view that experience. Wonderful stuff. All right, it is that time of the evening. Um, best place to get hold of you, even if people want to uh, direct questions to you, they can sure. just market for attention, Kerbis. Uh, but reservations at uh, Cradle, Cradle Hotel? No, at The Cradle. Is it The Cradle? Yeah. Just The Cradle. Uh, reservations at The Cradle.co.za. And, and the hotel website is? It's again just www.thecradle.co.za. I might have missed this one up because I've got cradlehotel.co.za. No, it's the cradle. The yeah. cradle. The cradle. The cradle.co.za. Yeah, it's very easy. So, <laughs> reservations at thecradle.co.za. Uh, if you've got anything, you can uh, sort of uh, send your comments and questions directly to Kerbis. Uh, Somebody wants to know about getting booked as live entertainment there at your venue. Tell you what, reservations at thecradle.co.za. Kubis, thank you so much. Uh, it's been great having a chat to you. Um, very glad to have you along as a sponsor of What's Involved. And uh, we look forward to uh, a long and prosperous yeah. working partnership. Yeah, great chat. Thank you very much indeed. It's an absolute pleasure. That was my special guest, Kubis Puerta, CEO of the Cradle Nature Reserve and Boutique Hotel. David Watts on Mix 93.8.